listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Time to check in as we're all under one big happy umbrella right now. Mitch Harper from kslsports.com. Mitch, how are you? Hey, Mitch. Hey, Hans, Scotty, happy to be on with you guys. Oh, man, the uh, the pleasure is all ours. So so talk me through this because I'm not in the recruiting world and Hans and I don't, don't dive into those waters very often, but it seemed like a few weeks ago Colin Chandler was from, you know, again, all the talking heads you read and stuff, seemed like he was leaning Utah. What flipped him to BYU? Because that's a big get for Mark Pope. Yeah, I just got done talking with, with Colin Chandler here at Farmington High. He, he announced he's going to BYU and, you know, he said to me that the vision that Mark Pope has with Colin, uh, for Colin, in his college career was in lockstep with, with Colin. Uh, so they had a similar vision as to what they feel he can become. And he's a combo guard, one of the top in the country, and he's the highest signee in, in BYU basketball in the 21st century. I mean, he's, he's the highest rated recruit since Sean Bradley to sign with BYU. So this is a, a big addition for BYU. And, and I asked him, too, about – uh, Utah, and he said it was razor thin up until a couple days ago. But ultimately, that vision that he said Pope has for him, and, and it was in lockstep with what he feels he could become in college basketball. Did he mention the Big Twelve playing a role in that as well, Mitch? He did. He mentioned the Big Twelve. Uh, you know, I, I don't think BYU is getting Colin Chandler if they're in the West Coast Conference. In fact, I, I feel pretty confident that that's not happening because he wanted to be on the highest stages. It, it wasn't a coincidence that his Final Five. Uh, we're all power programs. It, you know, Gonzaga pushed for a while uh, for him, but uh, they're in the West Coast Conference. He he wants to be in a power league. That was a big thing. So, yeah, I don't think BYU gets Colin Chandler if they're not going to the Big 12. Mark Pope making this transition to the Big 12, and I think there might be – everybody's excited about it and fired up as they should be because it's such a good get, but also it's it's a bit daunting too, I mean, when you play those kinds of teams. But it seems like – Mark Pope has really embraced this. He's excited about it, and the recruits are certainly following suit on the basketball side. Is that also the case starting to bleed over on the football side too based on some guys that they're A, signing, and B, getting to transfer to BYU? Yeah, I I think there's still a little bit of a a cap, I think, for for BYU recruiting, both basketball and football. I mean, you got to have the the connections, whether it be in-state, whether it be, you know, LDS. You know, Colin Chandler is going to be a guy that's going to serve a mission. Uh, for the church, so that that helps BYU's cost. You have to still have those angles, but I think for football, uh, you know, BYU's going to be able to, you know, have some calls taken uh, that were maybe never answered before, and, you know, Cormani McLean being an example, that five-star recruit in the 2023 class, uh, he visits last week, and and BYU is a legit candidate uh, to potentially get the number one cornerback in America. I, I just think that what's helped BYU a lot, guys, is that um, you know, Kalani Sataki is the perfect leader for the program. But I think BYU's evolved in some aspects away from the field, maybe with the honor code, too. You know, I'm sure Hans can speak to it from his time. I mean, I think BYU's moving away a little bit from that snitch system. I think it's becoming more just personal accountability, and that's between you and church leaders or whatever it may be. I think that's helping the cause where it can be not necessarily easier to navigate because it's still a, a tough road. Uh, to, to hold compared to other schools that don't have an honor code, but I think it's, it's a little bit more manageable. I think BYU's honor, honor code has been uh, put under a microscope quite a bit, and I think that helps paired with Kalani's the perfect leader for BYU, and then you have Power 5 affiliation 
uh, BYU's got a lot to offer right now, and they've, they've got an exciting brand of, of football, too, uh, that helps the cause as well. It's been so long, Mitch, since we've seen the honor code completely embarrass and defame a name at BYU. And i got to tell you, that is so comforting to know that that is changing because that absolutely needed to change. There was no reason for some of the names that got muddied because of honor code situations. And I'm I'm not talking about legal issues. I'm talking about moral issues. There's no reason for people's names to get drugged through the mud over some of the things that we saw. And, and Mitch, I think you bring up a good point. It's, it's nice to see some of that reform. How dramatic is that re- reform from what you've watched over the last two, three years? I think it's pretty significant. And I think that, you know, the Honor Code office being put under scrutiny with some Title IX issues and, um, you know, also LGBTQ plus community has had their concerns. So I think it's made... BYU kind of take a step back and reevaluate things. It's not a coincidence that in conference realignment, um, you know, that was not a talking point where Athlete Ally and the advocacy group did not bang the door of Bob Bowlesby and say, hey, keep BYU out of the Big 12. I think BYU's made enough progress. There's still always more work to be done. I think BYU can even admit that. But I think they're making some hirings behind the scenes that no one probably knows about that bring more diversity, more different walks of life than just simply people that are from Utah County. They've always grown up in the LDS church. Then you're seeing different perspectives. And again, yeah, you're not, you're not going to ruin someone's collegiate career because of a moral issue. It's, yeah, if they have a, a legal deal, well, that's a different, that's a different uh, deal. And, and that needs to be, uh, you know, handled uh, if it goes public and things like that. But if it's a moral issue, you don't shame these young people. And I think BYU's made some strides in that regard to where, you can, you know, pitch a Cormani McLean and say, yeah, we got this honor code. But, you know, you, you got to live it. It's not, it's not a fake thing. You got to uphold that. Uh, but at the same time, this can also be a place that lifts you up and gives you a chance to be on the biggest stages now with being a Power 5 school and, and having a, a passionate fan base that just seems like they've had a jolt of energy since getting this Big 12 affiliation. You back up to uh, – let's back up to August and – BYU, as of right now, considering the uh, status of what USC is dealing with, there's a good chance BYU is going to have a 10-win regular season. I, if I hop, throw you in the DeLorean and send you back to August, uh, is did you get the vibe that maybe not a 10-win season, but did you get the vibe that this team had a chance to be better than a lot of uh, us talking heads thought they were going to be? I actually did, guys. I mean, on, on KSLSports.com, I wrote a piece back in August my game-by-game predictions, I had them going 9-3. and three. Uh, I, To this point, it's pretty much gone as how I expected, with the only exception being uh, the Utah game. I had them losing to Utah, Baylor, and USC. Uh, you know, and, I, and, and none of those games that I think where BYU was going to be completely you know, outclassed or outmatched. I thought Utah, though, with, on paper, they just had so much returning, uh, so much talent. I just thought, that's just not going to work for BYU. They had kind of proved it before you know, I could actually pick BYU against Utah. And they, they shocked everyone taking down the youth who are turning out to be a dang good football team. So I, I said 9-3 and three coming into the season because I just feel like by BYU standards, I feel like the depth has significantly improved. Now I still think there needs to be some big jumps in regards to personnel and depth, particularly on the defensive side when you get into the Big 12 Conference. But uh, Kalani, you know, he's, he's, he has talked a lot about how he wants to get – 123 starters is what he likes to say. I look at, you know, over the last 10 years of BYU, I think he's done a really good job. This is the, the most talent, the, the, the best talent that I've seen 
uh, BYU's had in the Independence era, just from you know measurables and, and the the depth that they've that had been tested this season. Uh, it's it's a pretty good group, but again, I think it's going to take uh, even more uh, recruiting budget and resources to uh, try to have these similar results in the Big 12 when teams actually know who you are, your your tendencies on a year by year basis. It's going to be a unique challenge in of itself. But yeah, I think that what they've done this year has been more impressive than a season ago because of the difficult schedule. So I think BYU football is going to get a nice little boost next year, too. You've got Kingsley coming from Oregon that'll be eligible, and he'll be with the team in January. From what I understand, Logan Fano is going to be available next year. Uh, I want you to talk a little bit about what Logan Fano brings to the table and if he is going to be with the team in January. And then Ismo is another great recruit that, that should be there in uh, in the early parts of the season. So talk a little bit about Logan and, and maybe throw a couple of more names that we should see. Yeah, Logan Fano, he, he will be part of the program next year. He's going to be kind of in that hybrid defensive end, outside linebacker, that jack position in, in BYU's defense. And, you know, he was a kid that was offered as an eighth grader by Kalani Sataki. And, you know, i got to say, Kalani has a unique tendency when it comes to forecasting talent. It almost feels like it's a little bit of a science with, you know, projecting kids at such a young age. I think that's going to still have to continue in the Big 12. But they saw something in Fano as an eighth grader, he decommitted from BYU when he was in his high school junior year, then flipped his commitment back to BYU. I think what really helped BYU get Fano back was honestly the pandemic because it limited official visits. He was nearby Provo all the time, and that communication, even when he decommitted, Kalani stayed very close to him, and, and Fano told me as much and, and said that uh, loyalty that Kalani still showed, even despite a decommitment, really kind of won the day, and he comes back. Uh, for BYU, he's going to be a factor in the, at that uh, jack spot. Another name to keep an eye on is Michael Daly from Lone Peak High School. He came back from a mission this uh, past summer. He was a gray shirt. Similar type of role in that jack hybrid defensive and outside linebacker. He had 24 sacks his senior year at Lone Peak, second nationally in all of high school football around the country. So you bring, uh, you know, bring in Fano, you bring in Michael Daly, Ice Mo, who you mentioned from Weber High, who's got uh, 11 and a half sacks this year. BYU's adding some personnel on that defensive well, side, and that's why I talked about earlier with the, with the Big 12. They have to bolster that defensive side of the ball. Wait, so, Mitch, I don't know a lot about Michael. I know John Henry Daly. Is there a relation to? Yes. Michael Daly's John Henry's older brother and uh, a little bit shorter, uh, but, yeah, they're, they're brothers. So they, they, their dad played at BYU. Uh, he's, a, he's a kid to keep an eye on. He's gray shooting this year. Well, John Henry Daly is one of the best high school players I've ever watched live. Yeah. He was unbelievable. He's currently on an LDS mission and committed to BYU as well, right? That's correct. Yeah, John Henry's uh, he signed this past uh, uh, recruiting class, and, and and so he'll be a guy in the future. I agree. He he's probably the one the Daly brother that's got the higher ceiling. But Michael uh, was very productive at Lone Peak High as well. And, and another name to keep an eye on is Kate Albright. Uh, he he was a Two years ago, he signed, and I was talking with Jason Buck a couple years ago about uh, Kate Albright. He said that guy is a, a heck of a pass rusher. He was one of the top uh, sack uh, uh, producers in, the, in Southern California. He's his senior year. He had it down to BYU, Utah, UCLA. Suffered a little bit of an injury, though, from what I understand on his mission. Uh, but he comes back in January. I was talking with Kalani uh, in August about Albright, and man, they loved his uh, his talent. Uh, he was kind of a uh, lean, you know, he was about 6'4", 
180. He added a ton of weight oh, during his high school career. and It was another projection-based deal, but his production got a lot better over the course of his high school career down in the Southern California area. So uh, he's in aim. If he's healthy, Kate Albright, definitely a guy to keep an eye on in the future. And I think offensively, too, uh, a guy to keep an eye on, I think, for BYU in the trenches is Braden Kime. You saw a little bit of him against Idaho State. You know, Eric Mateos, when he was at BYU, uh, pointed him out to me. He said, he, he, this is a tight end that we switched over to offensive tackle, but he is going to be a complete rock star if he actually uh, learns the position and, and can, uh, you know, add some weight because it came in around 245. Now he's checking in around 295. He's added 50 pounds over his BYU career. You saw some ability in that Idaho State game from Braden Kime. I think he's someone that's an under-the-radar guy in the future that I think is going to contribute, be that uh, you know, quality depth to compete uh, with alongside Kingsley and, and Blake Freeland and Harris LeChance and Campbell Barrington. When I watched uh, his reps out there against Idaho State, I actually felt like he was as capable but had maybe a higher ceiling than Campbell at that tackle spot. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kimes' reps increase and maybe – even in that USC game or even in that bowl game, I could see him grabbing the start. He's He really is good. He's got yeah. great fundamentals. He's aggressive. He's got those long arms like Blake Freeland has. And I could see him winning that spot eventually. I, I, you got to give a lot of praise and props to Campbell Baring to coming in for Harris LeChance and doing what he's done as a freshman. But I, I agree with you. I think Kimes is a fantastic talent. Yeah, he, he really is. And, and, you know, BYU's depth, I think, on the offensive line this year is a, is a little bit thinner than uh, they'd probably like. Uh, I know, you know, Roderick's been high on uh, the, the personnel this year, but it's been tested a little bit. And Campbell's had his – Campbell Barrington's had his his struggles at time, most notably against Baylor. But, but yeah, I think adding Kingsley next year uh, just kind of rounds out the depth. And they got a kid, uh, you know, in Tyler Little – who got a few snaps against Idaho State as well. He, he hadn't played a live football game since eighth grade up until last week. He, his story is unique, and uh, coaches love his athleticism. BYU and Utah uh, you know, were kind of recruiting him. And, and, uh, but you know, I think that the, Kalani has, has focused uh, on the trenches, and it's paying off. I mean, I remember you know, four years ago when he sat in that press conference room uh, after a, a thumping against Wisconsin – and he's like, we got to be like Wisconsin, you know, physical brand of football in the trenches, and and they're 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 showing it now uh, with the success and the uh, the personnel that they built up in the trenches. Uh, it's given them this success, and then I think that it's gonna uh, have to go to even a higher level when you get to the Big Twelve Conference. Mitch Harper, KSLSports.com, covering BYU, does a tremendous job. And, again, has that interview with Colin Chandler posted up at uh, KSLSports.com. Hey, uh, circling back to him real quick, and I apologize uh, for getting us back off track a little bit, but is he a mission kid? Is he is he going to go on a mission? Yeah, good question. Yeah, he, he's going to be going on a mission. Uh, so there was some there was some bait as to whether or not he was going to serve right away, but he, he is, in fact, going to uh, serve a mission for the church before enrolling. So he'll join – the BYU program in 2024-2025. Year after the Big 12 entrance. There you go. Let uh, let everybody figure out the Big 12, then hop on board for that year it's after. Pretty good timing. For sure. Mitch, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Um, great work on kslsports.com, and look forward to catching up with you again here soon. Hey, it's always a pleasure, guys. Take care. You got it. That's 
the power of being able to hang out with these dudes at kslsports.com. They're on the scene. they got the interviews. They're all over the place. And uh, it's a great resource for us in a radio station. Mitch has always done a great job. A lot of good BYU insight. Love that conversation with the honor code adjustments. We've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, we just haven't talked about some of the results that we're seeing from it. Uh, at some point, I want to have a conversation with you because I was talking with somebody who knows the program really well. And he brought up some incidences that have occurred that would have resulted in that guy's name probably being in the newspaper and that guy maybe even being removed from the school. And things are changing in that regard. And how long have I been talking about it and fighting for it? Ever since you've been on the radio. Ever since I've been on the radio. Yeah. And I, and I won't stop. The way I've always put it with, with BYU and the honor code, I love what the honor code stands for. I do. I think it stands for some, some great things, holding kids to a, a high level of, of expectation. That's great. But the execution of it has always been so bad, and it needed to be changed, and we're seeing a change. I'm really happy about that. Well, and it sounds like you're seeing the fruits of that in recruiting, and not just not just keeping guys out of the newspaper and on the field and on the court, but also – being able to attract more players to come here because that was a huge negative recruiting aspect that worked against BYU for a lot of years. And I think that the kids and BYU are going to be better for it. Yeah. In, instead of being embarrassed and shamed, you start into the, the process that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has set aside for kids or set aside for, for members. Yeah. It's, it's always needed to happen. And, I feel terrible because there's been so many great athletes that have been wrecked by it, and they didn't deserve it. They deserved a, a second chance. They deserved to be under the radar. You know, we always talked about it as athletes. So you've got normal students on this campus that are doing the same thing. Nobody knows or ever hears about it. And that's the way it should be mm-hmm. when you're talking about a morality issue. You know, if it's a legal issue, then it's different. That's different. It's public record. Yeah. All right, 97.5, 1280, The Zone, live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Rich is hanging out with us once again. If you have ever needed to buy a vehicle, uh, if you have ever been in a situation where you felt like, ah, I don't think these guys can do a deal for me, Rich is here to say, yes, we can get a deal done for you. Yeah, and we know that there's thousands of people that feel that way, and we've sold thousands of cars to those exact same people if they – if they take a minute to come in and just look at their situation and let our people sit down with them, analyze what's going on in their life, and help us, uh, we'll get them a car. If they have a job, if they're working, yeah. they're going to get a car. Well, and I love that fact, too. And, and you've got so many great vehicles to choose from. Uh, you've got the Titan, which I've always loved. And now you've got the Frontier that, I mean, we've talked about that thing all day. They've redesigned that thing. It is a beautiful ride, and it is ready to go. You know, Nissan is a worldwide corporation. It makes a lot of different kinds of cars and sells them all over the world. And we have the fortunate um, privilege of being able to sell them right here in Utah. Mm-hmm. And they make fantastic cars. They're one of, they are the top-notch, pound-for-pound, dollar-for-dollar manufactured cars in the world. You will not get a better deal buying somebody else's uh, car than you would buying one of ours. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it, the Nissan lineup of is 13 different cars. 
They're all gorgeous. And now we have the Frontier and we have the Pathfinder as well that were both redesigned. Next year we'll have another car introduced. We have more cars redesigned. Every two or three, yeah. every two years we got another car. Because the Rogue was about a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful ride too. Yeah, absolutely. And we have world-class designers on these cars that make them look fantastic. You know, a car these days. Sounds like a pair of shoes. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, you've got that pair of shoes that you really love. You don't want to get rid of it. Well, guess what? You uh, you can wear those pairs of shoes, and you can drive that vehicle forever, knowing that you have a forever warranty attached to it that costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. A lot of times, you know, the manufacturer's warranty will cover you for 60,000 miles on the powertrain, the engine transmission. This one covers you forever. Things like CV joints, everybody that's ever done anything on a car knows the CV joints up in the front of the car have to be done at 100,000 miles or whenever whenever they go out. That's covered under this warranty. Really? Even though it's not the engine, even though it's not the transmission, that's covered under this warranty. Engine motor mounts, nobody covers that. Those are usually covered for 36,000 miles by anybody. Ours, forever. Wow. It's in writing. And it's free. And it's free. It's included in the car deal. 4528 South State Street. You'd be silly not to come down here and take a look at these rides. We've got the Jazz gear as well. Come by. Let's get suited up and uh, talk to Rich. He's handing out $25 gift certificates to All everybody day. who comes by. That's right. Let's go. This guy wants one right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is DJ and PK. Time to bring in Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. Your guy's been in this conference living in the uh, L.A. area, so you know a lot about it. Do you think right now you're playing as well as any team in the conference is playing? Uh, I do believe so. I, I believe we're playing as well as any team in the country right now with how we're playing, and I think that if we continue to do our job, good things will happen, and that's what we need to continue to do. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Work. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. And it's about 2.32. You know what it feels like? It's, it's, it feels like it's built bar time. I don't know about you. That's it's a, middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I don't, actually. I wish I did. I'm going to check my bag. Because I do need a built bar right now. Oh, look at this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. a boy, you got one. Right there in the side pocket. You're rocking that Cherry Barcia, my man. Yeah. Love this cherry bar. See, I'm going to get this in me. Get those, get those triglycerides get those up. those triglycerides. By the right. way, I might have some built bars back here at the studio for us. Hey, no, no, no. Wait, not what? for you. Oh, no. Kurt called me. They are for me as well. No, whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa. no. Yes, no, no, yes, no. yes. Whose name is on that box? It does not even matter. No, whose Kurt name is on Kurt called me and said, hey, no. you, you make sure you grab a couple. Who? Okay, Kurt would never say that, number one. And number two, whose name is on the box? Who is that address Kurt on the phone right now. Who... Do you, Lloyd? Have, do you have the box right there? What's in no, the I box? The, I don't have the uh, the box in front of me. What's in the box? <laughs> there is a box of built bars, and it says to Scotty Gerard. Well, what about me? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know if you got. Have one. all you want. They got Lloyd. the they got the video footage of what we what you did to the the wall. Have at it, Lloyd. <laughs> Whoa, you did what? <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Took a bar or two. 
I mean, Johnny's the one over there with the grocery bag. Too. I know. Johnny's, like, unabashed, too. Like, hey, everybody. Just, he's got his grocery Don't cart. mind this duffel bag. Uh, yeah, no, I got a I got an email from uh, the security over there saying, hey, we have a package, and they sent me a picture of it, and it's from Bilt Bar, and it has my name on it. I'm sure there's one for you, too. <laughs> yes, there is one for me. Not you, Lloyd. You calm Don't it down Don't you do there. this. What kind are they, We're a Lloyd? team. Is it, is it a mixed box? That does sound so I think good right now. I think they're packed up with the uh, cook, uh, cookie dough. Creamy, chocolate, chewy. I'll tell you what. Goodness. I'll let you know what's in there when I open it. That's against the law, Lloyd. No, it's not. That's a bit. If you open up somebody else's mail, it even says "attention, Lloyd." It does not say "attention, Lloyd." One of the boxes does. Oh, okay, that if there's a box that says "Lloyd" on it, you can open it. I don't think that's true. I think he's lying. it does. I would be all for you eating a chocolate bar if that putter didn't somehow find its way to me eventually. <laughs> but it did. Had my name on it. It did. It got to you. And it got to me. So yeah. make sure those bars get to our guy over here. Yes. Lloyd. That's a good and, point. And plus, Lloyd, you know, Scotty's not eating a lot of things right now. And so. That's all I got, let him, Lloyd. Let him have that. I need that protein. <sighs> By the way, if you want your own Built Bar, if you want the, your own box of Built Bar showing up at your house, go to Built.com. Promo code By the way, zone. that's how good they are. We get fight over them. I know. Hey, uh, speaking of how good they are, Scotty, do you know on how good Georgia Southern is? Uh, I'm going to say not good. They lost to a team called the University of Southern Alabama 41-14 to 14 a couple weeks ago. Wait a minute. They lost to, to 14. University of Alabama. No. The university. you got to throw the Southern in the middle. University of Southern Alabama. And then they lost to a team called Georgia State. So you've got Georgia Southern playing Georgia State. The Panthers. Okay. They lost to the Panthers uh, 21-14, so a closer game. I will tell you, their last game that they played is against a team that we learned about last year, heard their name for the first time. They're called Coastal Carolina yep. Chanticleers. Yes, the Fighting Roosters. And they lost to them 28-8. Okay. So not as bad. Well, it's not – you know what? Look, some of these times, you know, some of these games like Idaho State, you bring these teams into Lavelle Edwards Stadium – and you play the game in Provo, and it's, you know, it's fine. You bring, you know, give them a little bit of money, tell them to show up at your place. That's not what's happening. They're actually going to Georgia Southern. They they've they have to, they got to play Texas State this weekend. So oh okay, Georgia Southern's not on a bye week. That's the team from Necessary Roughness, right? Yeah, that is it. Scott Bakula, quarterback. That is correct. And uh, Sinbad's a great offensive lineman. And Kathy Ireland is a great kicker. Yes, good call. But that uh, welcome to football. That was Texas State. It was Texas State. Okay, the I fighting, thought, fighting armadillos. I, I thought you were trying to throw me for a loop, but yeah, that was Texas State. Yeah. So they've got to play Texas State before they get to BYU. Maybe they are able to find their way off a losing, a four-game losing streak. So who have who have they beaten? Uh, Georgia Southern. Oh, okay. They did beat Georgia Southern. Oh no, 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 no. Georgia no. Southern beat. They beat I thought you said Georgia State. Sorry. A team called G Webb. Gardner Webb? Gardner Webb, the Bulldogs. Okay. Is that. I think uh, that's an FCS team. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was high school. 
And then they beat Arkansas State. Oh, no, Blake Anderson's old team. Yeah, Arkansas State's – the wheels have come off without Blake Anderson. Hey, we see the magic of Blake Anderson. He's done good things, and when he leaves, apparently bad things happen. Well, they're 1-8, and eight, Arkansas State. Ooh. Their one win came against Central Arkansas. Yeah, Central Arkansas. Another high school. Very good. That is a, a it's a, a high school that's right there in Central Arkansas. Oh, really? Kind of in the you know the, the middle me, the, middle part of the, the state. The middle part of Arkansas. Okay. So Arkansas State is terrible. Holy cow! They're atrocious. Yeah, not great. Uh, Georgia Southern beat them fifty-nine to thirty-three. In fact, they've lost by an average of about forty-five points over the last ten games, nine, eight games. Oh man, that's bad. This is just it's a couple of bad football teams. This Georgia Southern's a bad football team, but it. So, the question needed to be asked: Do you prepare for Georgia Southern? I I think that the question should have been: Do you prepare for Georgia Southern, or do you? Prepare for USC, USC right now. Yeah, that's, that might have been the question Jake Hatch needed to ask. Because it's actually not a terrible question because they shouldn't be spending a lot of time on Georgia Southern. They should be spending a lot of time All right. gathering together last night watching ESPN. Should we roll That's play? a good idea. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so let's role play a little bit. So Kalani um, – Obviously, Georgia Southern is a garbage team. We know that. They're awful. You just need to roll out guys off the bus and you're going to win. So should you just eliminate all preparation for Georgia Southern and just focus in on USC? That's Um, a good idea. Okay. That's a good idea. There you go. Thank you, Kalani. Well, I think that's a better idea than spending any time with Georgia Southern. I know. And- I think we'll have to do that. Yeah, that's we're given extra time to do that, so we might as well get an early start on it. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got you got two weeks, two and a half weeks to prepare for USC, so you might as well do it. Hey, in all seriousness, is Kalani, does he seem a little bit more salty? Okay, so Kalani's like, you played with him. Yeah. You roomed with him. Yeah. You broke his shoulder wrestling with him in elbow. the middle of a hotel room. Yeah, elbow. Or elbow, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, so you know this man better than anybody. Love him like a brother. Yes. To me, it seems like he is getting a little salty. Because this doesn't feel like the same Kalani that uh, started the job and uh, and was was happy-go-lucky. I think I think us media, I think we've jaded him a little How bit. How hard would it be day in and day out, week after week, year after year, same faces, same questions. Would it, would it, would eventually? You snap. Would it drive you to drink? <laughs> I'm not saying Kalani's getting a little sloshed on the job, no. But I'm saying he probably would cause him to be a little short with some people. Because it is inevitable. It happens. Oh yeah. You, you know, Donovan Mitchell is not the same interview and same accessibility as he was as a rookie. No. It is a completely different and. We don't hold that against people because there's a part of me that's like, it'd be really tough to field these questions week in and week out. Really tough. And guess what? It's just their job. That's that's their job. Like, they got to get some cuts from you. They 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 have to interview you. They got to ask those questions, and that, 
it's a tough job to, to have. Well, I mean, really. we're having some fun a little bit with the uh, question about Georgia Southern, but it's it's a reasonable question to ask. I mean, like, hey, are you spending some time working on Georgia? Because I think all of us go back to covering BYU and Utah, now Utah State and the Mountain West, because we heard Gary Anderson and Ron McBride and even Urban Meyer and Lavelle Edwards talk about how difficult it was to prepare for Air Force. Georgia Southern runs that same kind of uh, same type of offense. So in our minds, we're putting, okay, this is what coaches used to say. Kalani Sataki's never played Air Force. So the question is like, hey, is that extra week, is that beneficial for you to prepare for an offense that is a little unconventional from what you see week in and week out? It's an absolutely fair question to ask. And Kalani is more than, you know, more well within his rights to be like, oh, yeah, okay, of course we are. You know, it's just. It's, everybody's doing their job. Kalani's got to do his job and talk to the media. Media's got to do their job and ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's a fair question to ask. I'm not upset with Kalani one bit, and I guarantee Jake Hatch isn't upset at all. I do kind of wish Kalani could just be honest with it because I think that Kalani understands he's got to play the coach game a bit. But I wish he could be honest and just say, you know, as far as the staff goes, we're just going to be busy recruiting and we'll probably look a little bit at USC. Well, and, you know, that goes back to the whole role-playing thing. It's like – Kalani is going to say yes, you know, or or no, you know, we're focused in on Georgia Southern. That's the team we're really focused in right now. But in the back of his mind, he's like, no, we're we're spending some time with USC. There's some we're USC, and, and there's a lot of recruiting. My guy's going to be out on flights on the trail, trying to find the next, you know, upcoming BYU cook. If it, if if he could just free flow and be honest, like they asked him about Idaho State, and he's like, Idaho State's a good team. No, they're they're horrible. Absolutely horrible from from all stages. They they had two players that were of note, but that's not a good team. No. Which, by the way, um, I went through and did some film review with the new software and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm gonna have you look at it, preview it, because I think I can get a little bit better with stuff. It's learning new software has really been interesting. It's been fun. It's been a challenge, but it's been fun. I, th- I think it's good. Is that one app working for you? Yeah, it's got some hang-ups. That teleprompter app has a couple of hang-ups. Oh, that one where uh, you're capturing. Uh, no. No, the one where I, I'm actually evaluating. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got a couple of hiccups. Yeah. But I did some evaluation. Idaho State's really bad. BYU played really well. You know what was really apparent in that game? And, and really, in all games so far this year for BYU, it's really incredible when you get a running back that can do it all, and you put him with an offensive line that's just mediocre, and you get a good running back, and you get a good year. Sometimes you can get a really good offensive line and put him with a mediocre running back that can't really break the tackle and can't shift it into gear and run in the open field, and it's, it's a good year. But then you get the combination that you have with BYU this year. I wish that this offensive line could stay fully healthy. I think Tyler Algier would probably have another two or 300 yards attached if James Impey was healthy and Harris Lachance was healthy and Joe Tukawafu was healthy. Th- those three didn't miss any games. Mm-hmm. You'd probably have another two, 300 yards for Algier collectively. But there's something really special when you pair an offensive line that is very good at assignment and very good at, at angle blocking, and you pair it with a running back that can break tackles. Because when the offensive line screws up, which they did a couple times against Idaho State, Tyler Algier breaks a tackle, 
and makes an eight-yard gain out of a hit that he took in the backfield. Yeah. When the offensive line is doing their job, Tyler Algier just gets to run through a big gap. And, and so the offensive line gets Tyler's back sometimes, and Tyler gets the offensive line's back sometimes. It's, they have just paired up to where he's the third leading rusher in the country this year because you've got a, a great mix of a really good offensive line and a really good running back. You don't get that often in college football. Typically, it's one or the other. They don't, they don't seem to line up as, as much. That's a good point. Like, for instance, the, the offensive line that was in front of Zach Moss, I think they were good, but they weren't as good as Zach Moss made them look. Zach Moss carried that offense. He led the, he led the country in yards after contact for a reason. He was getting contacted early, and he was breaking a lot of, of those tackles and getting a lot of yardage. They helped him on occasion. That's not an attack on that offensive line. They were good. It's just it's been impressive to watch two very good running back, very good offensive line work in tandem with each other. Did Zach Moss lead the country in rushing that year? Ooh. Was he a – he was a – It would have been close. He was a top five rusher. I was Easily sure. top five, yeah, because he had like 1,500, 1,600 yards. Yeah, he was extremely good. But if I remember right, and, and Lloyd, if you recall – I think he led the country in yardage after contact. He did. Yeah, I won't, yeah, I don't have the, I won't have those numbers, and the internet's a little on the, not great. So. Well, I just remember going back, and, and Lloyd confirmed it that he was very, very good. Well, Lloyd confirmed it, so it must be true. <laughs> Lloyd, did you would you like to come on air and confirm that? What's that? Fact check. It is confirmed. It is confirmed by Lloyd. I remember. I LC, remember the same thing. Seal of yeah. approval. Yeah. According to Lloyd, Utes also won the Rose Bowl that year. That is confirmed. You, Lloyd, is that a fact check? Did the Utes, in fact, win the Rose Bowl? Ah, uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, our checker is absolutely. He's dialed in, folks. Nobody better. All right, final segment next. Get you ready for Unrivaled Straight Ahead. Hans and Scotty right here on the Zone Sports Network. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. After 10 long, grueling weeks, it's finally a bye week for Kalani Sataki and the BYU Cougars. But just because the Cougars have the week off doesn't mean the coverage slows down on the Zone Sports Network. Keep it locked all week on the Zone Sports Network as we get you ready for the home stretch of the Cougar football season. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. So, Scotty, can I just ask our listeners, like, what do you want to see? Like, when you're 
sports personalities are on a billboard or oh, man. on a commercial. Like, what do you want to see from your sports personalities? Do you, do you want to see me snapping a ball and Scotty right under center those and hands, me snapping to Hands Scottie. right on those hand, uh, hindquarters. Yeah, like, yeah, you just down low and you got the squat position. And, and, and we look like we're running a wing tee together. Like, is that what you want to see from uh, your sports so, so, so this is – and i got to be careful because we're about to take new staff pictures. And I got into radio for a reason, and that was because I didn't want to take staff pictures. But in this day and age, you got to have them. And so, you know, with the revamp lineup and all this stuff, we got to well, take pictures. And with the advertisement. And with I the, mean, you know, promotional packages and all that stuff. So Hans and I, after the show, uh, are driving down to some place where they're going to take – all of our pictures and you and I have to get gussied up and stuff. Here's what I hate. And it makes, I actually don't hate it. It just really makes me laugh when they take us sports schlubs. Now, look, you played the game, you played the game. Like you're look like you're still built out of granite, you know? And so you can get away with it, but guys like me and some of these other dudes out there that love sports, love talking about sports and may have played them at a, you know, at a high school level and had some decent. But then they're like, hey, man, take this football and point it at the camera. Like, no. Nobody wants to see us in any action shots or anything like pretending like we're some players. No, we're just schlubs on talk about it on the radio and have a good time. That's it. So let's not, like, pretend like we're some high-level athletes because we're not outside of you and uh, maybe Scott Mitchell. But let's, other than that, like, there's not – those dudes don't exist on our station. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen. Okay, so I threw out the suggestion. I think the best promotional picture would be me holding Buster and Gracie, my two dogs. Yes. And you in front of your smoker. Yeah. See, now we're talking. Because I love my dogs. You love your smoker. You know, maybe out there mowing a lawn or making sure the irrigation system is where it needs to be. And, and Lloyd in the back with a snow cone. Yeah. <laughs> St- stumbling a bit. <laughs> Oh my! You you guys are vultures. You're vultures. <laughs> Lloyd Lloyd loves a, a spiked snow cone with a police officer wondering what he's doing in that back alley. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Come on, Scotty. I'm sorry. <laughs> with a ticket, a pink ticket. See, that's the kind of action shots we need. Not holding a bat. Because okay, but what, so what? Are, are we just going to stand there and, and? I don't know. I have no idea what we're walking into. None. And so if there are shots of us with a football or a bat or whatever, then then that means we lost this battle. How about would you be willing to give me a piggyback for the picture? With a sombrero on. With the sombrero? And you could carry me. In the- I would rather do that than have us holding a football or a baseball bat. You could carry me in that picture just like you do on air? And it could be like, uh, like carrying him on air and in this picture. How about, you know, just like. You know, you're on a pass rush. We got you locked up. You know, I don't know, whatever the case is. You're a swim move. I'm oh, stumbling on the ground. In our suits? Cause, yeah, exactly. I like it. Did you bring the full suit or just a jacket? Full suit. Yeah, I did too. Full suit. I, I'm, not, I'm not wear the jeans and put a did you bring the, sports coat. Did you bring the jacket or the uh, vest? No. We were doing so good until you mentioned the vest. I, oh, I, I, I had the... to burn the vest because you guys made so much fun of me about the vest. Oh. I, I burned it. The dealer's vest? Yeah. I burned it. You did not burn it. You said I look like a blackjack dealer. That's no, rude. I, I, and everybody wants to know if you split tens. That's all right. It was rude. <laughs> Even Jeremiah Jensen felt like I was getting a little too much heat for that and the orange sweater. I Some, forgot about somebody it. Oh, said I, I forgot about it. Somebody said sweater. I look like a traffic cone. And then somebody <laughs> said look that I look like Elmer Fudd trying to 
hunt during KSL? No, the- that's when I had the orange shirt, and you said, and you t- tweeted out a picture of it, and that's when they said I looked like Elmer Fudd. That was me, not you. I don't remember that. Yeah. I conveniently don't remember that. Yeah, that I, but I do remember taking a lot of heat for my pumpkin sweater. <laughs> well, the Ken Bone references were over the top. That yeah, was- they were. I got a lot of Ken Bone references. The people asked if I was Ken Bone, which made me really upset. So anyway, you're going to see new pictures of us, and everybody's going to have a good laugh at how dumb we look. Well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna just wear the full suit, and I, I think we just go full suit and kind of put our arms together yep. like this and just half smile. Are you a smile or a non-smile guy? I think I'm probably a smile guy. Yeah. You know, I'll probably because I'm. You know, I'm fairly jovial and laughy. And well, that's the thing. You and I are just like we're here not to be like we're just here to have a good time. Yeah. So I don't know how you represent that in pictures. Maybe it is the piggyback ride. I don't know, man. I think I don't think that'd work. All right. I'm up for it if you want to take snaps or whatever. We'll figure it out. Rich is hanging out with us. Rich, you know we're just look, we're just here to have some fun. That's all. Oh, you know, I was just thinking, Scotty, take your bowling ball. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You hold the bowling ball. He's a football player. You're an athlete. Bowling, bowling ball no, and a football. Yeah, see. I like it. Now we're now we're now we're rolling here. Badminton racket, ra- racket. <laughs> you know, a lot of people that aren't very athletic are playing pickleball now. Yeah, you know. you know. everybody can play pickleball. Yeah. yeah, you don't move that far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. I, we can get behind that. Yeah, little well, shuffleboard. Well, there's a lot of people fired up about what you've got offered down here. Thirteen models, all with zero percent financing, all with forever warranties. So there's a few checks when you're buying a vehicle. You want it to be on the road for a long time. You need it to be affordable, and you want to be a vehicle that you love to drive. And you go check, check, and check down here at Tim Daly Nissan and Murray. Yeah, and then we had the one more check. Hey, how about if we warranty the car forever? So it's reliable. It's affordable. It's going to take care of you. You're going to love the car. And if something happens somewhere down the road, who knows, 10 years from now, you want to get it fixed, bring it in. It's under warranty. Yeah. Can't beat it. Well, let's go. And uh, you got the Frontier redesigned. you got the Pathfinder redesigned. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the Leaf, too. That's a 0% financing. Have you seen gas prices recently? They just keep going up. They're not going down. They're not going by. I've seen 4 bucks around here not too long ago. And in California, see, it's really crazy there. But, yeah. you know, we usually follow in their st- footsteps sooner or later. So, yeah, if you want to come and take a look at Leaf, we have them here. And the Leaf is an all-electric car. And uh, it shoots. Uh, it, it runs like a sports car. It's quick. Yeah, you've driven them. Yeah, we. I have. Yeah, and uh, this is not a slug. It's easy to tune up. It's easy to. Well, actually, there's no tune up to do. Yeah, there's no oil changes on it. There's just you just change the tires when you need to. Let's go, man. Yeah. This is so much so much fun down here. You got the used inventory. You've got uh, you've got the forever warranty. And if people want to push those payments into 2022, you can do that as well. That's correct. We'll make the financing uh, so that you're comfortable with it. If you can come down here today, ask me for a free gift certificate. We'll take care of you. Come down, and take a look at the cars. You don't have to buy one today. Just uh, just start looking around. And if you're coming down, please bring a toy or two for the tops. Yes. A new toy. That we can take care of the toy, the kids that are, are, are having a tough time this Christmas. We want to take care of them. We do it every year, and it's the right thing to do. So if you have it in your heart, you have a couple extra bucks, spend it on the kids. We all do here. 97.5-1280 The Zone. That's Rich. Thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. I love you guys. 4528 Thanks, South State Street, Tim Daly, Nissan, and Murray right here on The Zone Sports Network.